Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Karabin. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this uh, week's episode of the Psychic Wives podcast. I am Jerry Carabin. I'm Ginger Hendry. And we are very, very happy today to be uh, um, to have our guest wife, uh, to be joined by our guest wife, Tara Lewin. Um, say hi, Tara. Hi. I, I was love waiting for you to say guys. hi, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> So Tara has been a guest with us before. We have two things. We have guests that come on and talk about their thing. And then now we have guest wives, wife, wife, guest wives, guest what? Yeah. And Tara has been here before. Tara has been on talking about angel and oracle cards, tarot cards. Um, she's very much into that Reiki master, all that stuff, et cetera. So if you do want information on Tara, please know that she has been a guest with us before. You can go um, to Apple Podcasts and look through and find that episode where we were talking with her. And you can also find all her information on our um, guest page, thepsychicwise.com. Click on the guest page and all of her contact information is there. So today we're going to talk about kind of a weird subject, but it's uh, we think it's a very important subject, okay? So um, I'm going to kind of dive right in. We're not talking about cancer. It's hard for us to say that word. We're not talking about the C word. We're talking about how to help uh, when friends, family, loved ones, whatever, have a diagnosis of that C word. Um, so I'm going to start out by talking a little bit about, as, as you guys probably know, um, because I've talked about it before, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say the words out loud. Um, last November, um, quick little surgery, 12 weeks of chemotherapy, the bad chemotherapy, not the bad, bad chemotherapy, but bad chemotherapy. And then every three weeks for a year of the not so bad chemotherapy. Um, and my last one was New Year's Eve. So I am um, basically officially done with that. So that is my experience so far with that. Also, I have a little bit of experience that my mother passed away from breast cancer six years ago. So I have, this is my experience. We're just kind of giving you a little bit of experience before we dive into the important stuff. Tara, do you want to tell us about you? Um, so I am recently diagnosed. Um, it, it took me off guard. I had no idea. Um, looking back, there were subtle signs like I was tired and I just, attributed that to the holidays and being a mom. Um, I wound up in the emergency room um, because of a lot of pain, um, expecting to find like a run of the mill, like scar tissue buildup or some blockage or something, something whatever. Yeah. Um, and I got really caught off guard um, when they told me that I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, but I'm lucky that this is highly treatable. So yeah. I, I do find gratitude in that and um, that's important for- Yeah, and, and so now I just wanna say this and, and don't get mad at me, Tara, but this is really new for Tara, R like really new, like a month old. For Tara, okay, month or two, month and a half, something like that. Old for Tara, not even a month. Yeah, yeah, not even a month. For me, it's a year, so it's a little bit easier for me to talk about it because I'm at the end of mine than it is for Tara. So everybody, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, Tara, do you want to talk a little bit about what they're having you do? You don't have to because it really doesn't have anything to do with it. But if you'd rather not talk about um, procedure treatments going forward, yeah, yeah. Um... This isn't exactly treatment, but um, for the diagnosis phase for me was kind of a long journey. I 
was in the hospital for two weeks and they did test after test after invasive test, um, which was hard, but a good thing. They didn't leave any stone unturned. Um, and, you know, I built my relationship with my doctors through that process. So that was a blessing mm -hmm. in the mix. Um, so I will be having six months of, uh, of chemotherapy. Another yeah. C word. The C -word. Um, yeah, the C word. Yeah, we got to come up with, <laughs> we came up with liquid gold, we were calling it because it was a mindset saying oh. liquid gold, we called it. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> six, six months of liquid gold. Um, and then I, I just found out yesterday, um, there's going to be like a little bit of maintenance yes. afterwards with just one of the pieces of liquid gold. Um, but you know, we have to do what we have to do for our bodies and yeah. for our families and for our friends. And if this is what it takes to get the train back on the rails, then that's what's going to be. That's what we do. Yeah. We call it. We, yeah. And I want to say when I had a, a month of radiation too, and we called that um, sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> so Ginger, um, tell us a little bit about your experiences with the C word. My experience is, is as a, um, family member, mostly. I have um, a very large family and my three of my older sisters, um, stepsisters, so we're not biologically, biologically connected, but have been connected since I was about 11, um, all struggled with breast cancer. Um, we, we believe all had the BRCA gene, but it was prior to them being able to test for BRCA um, and all went through very long battles um, and you know, it, it did not, I, I lost a niece as well. Yeah. Um, and I do have two other stepsisters who do not carry the BRCA gene who did not go through that. So my, um, history or experience with it is as a, um, friend, family member support, that kind of thing. So it's, you know, I have not had the experience of being diagnosed and going through what both of you. Yeah, but that's, um, so that is a great transition into what we're talking about. So I know like at the beginning of this, you know, it's like, wah, wah, like all this bad stuff, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about, so we had to get that stuff out there. We're going to be talking about how best to support someone, like I said, who, who gets this, gets a diagnosis on that, whether it's friend or family members, because there are absolutely some things you do and some things, yeah, don't do that. You know what I mean? So first of all, I want to say that for me, and I know for you, Tara, because you and I have been on the phone a lot talking about this, mindset is huge. It's everything. And hopefully um, anybody that's going through this gets a doctor that gets that. And my doctors were immediately, A, mindset is everything. And they they were like telling me that, but they also knew um, because they got to know me and would talk about, you know, how much I'm into the law of attraction and how much, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so I would really um, try to stay in that space of a positive mindset, you know, making jokes like that liquid gold and sunshine, you know, the radiation to sunshine, the chemo is a li liquid gold. So um, if there's one thing you take from this, it's that mindset is everything. So your job is to help with that mindset which doesn't mean that you need to blow smoke up somebody's butt and like, you know, because it sucks. Do you know what I mean? Let's not, you know, we don't have to sugarcoat it. It sucks. But um, mindset is, again, is everything. And so I, I had friends that would reach out and, and, and if I was blue, they would actually say, okay, we're going to let you wallow for a little bit. Okay. Time to wrap this up. You know what I mean? And they would like, like get me out of it. Humor, huge thing for me. So I can say this cause we'll put the E on it, the explicit or whatever. I mean, boob jokes flying right and left <laughs> up and down. Do, do you know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was crazy, which is a really good thing for me. Now I'm certainly not suggesting that everybody goes with humor. If somebody's not a humor person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're like this really staid person, you know, your loved one or whatever is this really staid person and, and no really sense of humor, you probably shouldn't be doing you know, boob jokes or sea jokes or, or stuff like that. But there is, um, there are, you know, ways to do that. 
feel the way out. What does this person need? What does this person need? I think that's the biggest thing for me is ask the person just flat out, what do you need? There's a difference between pushing something on a person. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And just saying, I'm at your service. Tell me how I can help you. Yes. You guys want to jump in on that? I think for me, um, my, the next sister up for me is the first one who, um, she wasn't the first one diagnosed, but the first one that was diagnosed with a, you know, an advanced case. And she was living in Oklahoma. I'm in Massachusetts. And so we spent a lot of time on the phone and we, we had this conversation. What can I, what can I do? What, what, what do you need? And I'm laughing at your, um, talking about humor because she really was, we, we have the, uh, ability to say she was a hot shit. I mean, she just was really funny. Yeah, uh, always. That was her nature. And so I remember when she had um, her mastectomy and her saying, and she was losing hair and she was so upset. She called me and said, can you believe this? I'm losing my eyebrows. You know, I'm losing my hair and the hair on my legs is still there. I mean, this is unbelievable. We would, we would laugh. And then she said, you know, when my hair's gone, she did find somebody that she could get a wig made of, you know, real hair. Yeah. And she said, I think I'm going to buy a few. And one day I'll go into the office and I'll be a big boob blonde. She was, it had dark hair like me. Maybe I'll be a small boob redhead, you know, and nobody will know like sort of who I'm coming. And so we laughed because that was her yeah. nature. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the, the ground that she was going to cover. She wasn't going down. Yeah. And um, so I can say this too, and I know people are looking on YouTube and they might be looking and saying, but you still have your hair. How did that go? Well, I use this thing called a cold cap, which is, it's, it's a nightmare. And it actually helps with the mindset because it's funny as hell. It is funny as hell. I mean, if I had the guts to put a picture what I looked like with this thing on. What it is, is it's like a neoprene helmet with little gel packs in it that are frozen and you have to change. And it's a, I mean, it's a big helmet. It's like a chin strap and everything. Like you could play hockey in this thing. I have more protection on my head than, than Bay does. That's Tara's daughter when she plays hockey. I swear to God, it's like this big thing. And so um, you have to change it like every 20 minutes or something. And it's freezing. What it does is it it freezes the hair follicles in your head. So anyway, that's why I didn't lose my head hair, but I lost all the other hair. And let me tell you, not having to shave your legs for like six months is freaking awesome. I mean, it really is. No, I mean, like everywhere, you know, and it's a pain in the butt because you do, you lose your eyebrows or whatever. That may or may not happen to Tara because it does depend on the drug um, that you're using. It's mostly definitely breast cancer people that, that lose the hair. But anyway, um, that whole laughter thing is massive. Um, it's just, it's, it's absolutely huge. Can we talk a little bit about, and I, we want to do this um, lightly because <laughs> we don't want anybody to feel judged or anything like that, but there are definitely some things not to do. Okay, Tara, what are, what are your number one things not to do? Um, we've all had that. We both had them already. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have very well-meaning people in my circle, yeah. um, but I've kind of selected a Reiki team who's already working for me. Um, those are people who were attuned with me and were in the same lineage um, and were very well connected. Yeah. Um, so I have that team they were actually assembled on my way to the hospital when I thought I was just going to be there for a day. Um, and I also hired, what? Two weeks later. Yeah. Two weeks <laughs> <before>. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also, you know, hire a professional Reiki Qigong who's been at work professionally for over two decades. Um, so I'm all set with that. Um, but I do have some well-meaning people, friends who say they're going to send. But it it kind of puts me in an awkward position then to have to tell them I'm already set. Like, I don't. Let's let's clarify that a little bit. And we've talked and and you'll see in, um, I think we talked about this when you were our our guest or whatever, about permission. When people are energy workers, you always want to ask permission to send energy or to send healing or to send something like that. So um, I guess it's a permission thing. Hey, I would love to send you 
Reiki, send you healing energy, send you whatever. Are you open to that? And then they have to not be upset when you say, no, I'm all set with that because it is a permission thing. And I know that sounds weird to people that are not like energy workers, but it is a permission thing. So for somebody to say, oh my God, I'm sending you Reiki and everything might not be accepted. Somebody might not want that because they already have their team lined up or they already have um, something like that lined up. That's basically what you're saying, right? Yeah. And I've had three different Reiki instructors over the years because I've taken a whole bunch of courses. And in every single course, that was an emphasized part of the curriculum at the very beginning of the course. So I'm kind of baffled. I don't know if other teachers are teaching it different or if people forget or if people are just so excited they want to practice. Um, and I think it's also, and we're going we're gonna to touch on the next thing in a second, um, you know, it's certainly not people coming from a malicious place. It's people coming from a place of what can I do? This is what I know how to do. So this is what I'm, I'm going to do. Um, but there always is that permission thing. With, a, with anything, I mean, yeah. if I was at a restaurant and a doctor like overheard that somebody at my table had a toothache, like one of the kids said a toothache and I step away to go pay the bill and I come back and the doctor's like looking in my kid's mouth without <laughs> my permission, that would be a wow moment. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. and this is, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Um, and I do have a lot of thankfulness that people care, um, but energy is kind of an intimate thing. Yeah. Um, which is why the instructors teach to ask permission. So what would you say to people? Like, like again, either like, um, I would love to send you Reiki. Are you open to that? would be okay, but then you have to be okay if this person says, you know what, I'm all set with that. Yeah, and even the, like, the phrasing is, is kind of can be helpful. And this is what I say to my friends. Hey, if you ever need Reiki, feel free to reach out. Because yes. then you don't have your friend in an awkward, your friend who's yeah, feeling that's right. sick and your friend who's feeling weak and your friend who's, maybe dealing with fear or denial or a million things happening. Mm -hmm. And then your friend has to be in this awkward position of worrying about hurting your feelings. Yeah. 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 So that's a great way to do it. Like, and it goes back to what we said before, what do you need? Exactly. You know what I mean? I can send, you know, let me know if you ever need um, that. So that's kind of your number one thing, my number, meaning number one thing of what not to do. <laughs> my number one thing of what not to do. And I know I, I'm trying to keep this light. So we're getting the what not to do's out first, but, oh, you need to get a second opinion. You need to, don't do that, get a second opinion. And then my cousin 25 years ago had this type of C. Um, what everybody needs to understand is, um, there are definitely protocols when you have certain types of C. There are protocols. This is what works. This is da, 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 da. And there are different types of C. For I, I got to say it. There are different types of cancer all over the place. There are different stages of them. There are different areas that it's in. There are different bodies that it's in. There are different health. Each person is in a different state of health. So, and, and, um, the, the, the treatments and the science behind this stuff changes so quickly that anybody that had anything 25 years ago, forget it. It has nothing to do with, with what is going on today. So it is a little bit of a hard thing when somebody says, oh my God, go get a second opinion, get a second opinion, because then you start to think, should I do that? I'm already so invested. I have these doctors. I like my doctor. I like these nurses. But if I get a second opinion, now I'm delayed three months. Now I'm, you know, are they going to say the same thing? Am I going to um, insult my doctor when I say, let me go get a second opinion? Now, don't get me wrong. If I was, I think I said this to, to um, Tara at one point on the phone, if I was like, couldn't, you know, was having trouble with sinuses or something and somebody says, oh, you have a deviated septum, um, you should do that. 
probably go get a second opinion for something like that. Now I understand that sounds weird because cancer is such a big thing, but they, they, as long as you like your oncologist and you like, I, I think it's really, um, it causes more um, anxiety than not when people are like get a second opinion and my cousin did this, my cousin did this. Now I'm gonna say, we understand completely that when people come with you with that information, they're coming from a place of, I want to help. I want so much to help. So this is how I'm gonna help. I'm gonna give you the story about my cousin that had it and blah, 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 and how they were great and not a problem and everything, or this is what I did when I, you know, I, I get that. Um, and we know that you're coming from this place, but on the, but the, the other side of it, I hope everybody can see the other side of what can I do as opposed to do this, do this, do this. Well, let me say too, from for the person who may be thinking of saying that to somebody, what I say to myself because I have had this experience is it's almost, I don't mean insulting, but I'll use that word because I don't have a better word, but it's almost insulting for somebody to say to you, get a second opinion as if you hadn't thought of that. Right. Or look at this as if you're not bright enough to figure out that you've already looked at everything. Yeah. So again, I know people are coming from a good place, but I do always try to say like, why would somebody, uh, I don't want to insult somebody. I know that yeah. everybody's intelligent and trying to do the best thing they can for their own healthcare. Who am I to, yeah. unless somebody said to me, Hey, I need a new doctor. Do you know, you know, do you yeah. have any experience? Then I would feel like, okay, I have, or I don't, or yeah. I don't, but. And that's a really good thing you said. Trust me, when somebody gives you this diagnosis, one of these diagnoses, you're on, you're doing your research. Yes. You're looking at the drugs. You're looking at the research. You're not like, okay, sure, I'll be there Tuesday. Know. You know what I mean? You're doing this. You're doing all the things. Um, you know what I mean? So again, we we you know. This is not to make anybody feel bad. This is hopefully to make somebody just, oh God, that makes sense. Like coming at it um, from the other end. So we've kind of talked about the, what not to do. Could I, could I hop in? Yeah. Super, yeah. Um, in relation to what you just said, I had that experience as well um, with people wanting to help. Um, and they would say, oh, my whomever got this thing to help them with the side effects and ask your doctor about this and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, as you know, the doctors are extremely busy. There are a lot of sick people out there. My time with them is limited. Um, and I would bring these things up and they would look at me and they would say, that is not even a side effect of your why are you talking about this? Um, and it would, it would kind of like embarrass me a little bit. Yeah. And, and the limited time that I had with them is there, it, it's trickling away while I'm bringing these topics to the table yeah. um, that don't pertain to me at all. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think people out there think chemo is one thing. There are a gazillion different types of chemo and not everybody gets the same one. Even if you have breast cancer, there are like a bunch of different ones in there. So there's not one thing for, there's not one chemo for cancer. It, there's like a, they're so different. They're so, so, so um, different there. This, that was a great, I'm glad that you said that because that brought up something else that I wanted to write down. I had a lot of people and you know, okay, so, the three of us are, you know, because we do energy work and stuff, there is a little bit of, we lean probably, at least I know I do, I shouldn't say the three of us, at least I know I do, lean a little bit towards holistic stuff when I can, do you know what I mean? So I'm not the first one to jump out there and get a prescription for whatever, I'm, I'm doing things for the most part holistically. Yes, there are books out there of, and, and studies out there of people that absolutely took care of this completely and totally holistically. They did not go for drugs. They did not go for stuff like that. And I have had people give me books. Hey, here's another option. And they did it lovingly. And I'm great that, you know, I got books. Here's another option. And it is another option if you, um, you know, some people be like, absolutely not that another, you know, absolutely that's not another option. Let me tell you those holistic things. There are people that have, heal themselves that way. And I totally get it. 
but you have to be a hundred percent on board. Like you are eating at a certain time, you are eating a certain thing. You are not drinking. You are not any, like nothing like that. Like, eh, maybe I'll have a glass of wine. No, you blew it. Do you know what I mean? So they're like super, super, super hard, uh, regimented things. I'm not saying that that's not the way to go, but it's a personal choice. So if someone says to you, you have to do this holistically, you have to do this holistically, unless they've walked in those shoes, you know, they're, you know, you got it. it. It's just, that's also not really helpful. You have to do this holistically, but you say, Hey, I got this great book. You might want to check it out. That's totally fine. And I totally understood that. And I read these books and I was like, you know what? There's a lifestyle shift in there. And I have changed certain things that I eat based on those books, mm-hmm. which is great. But you, but it's not one of those things you have to do this holistically. I would never in a million years get chemo. Um, cause that's another thing. Like I would never in a million years get chemo unless you've had cancer, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, unless you've worked the numbers and stuff like that. So it kind of goes with, with what, um, Ginger was saying before is like, we do, we've done the research and we've done, and we, everybody has to figure out what's best for you. And, and holistic is amazing. Yep. That was not an option for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to get started right away. Um, just all of the C words are different for yes. different people. Yes. Um, and mine was kind of affecting some of my other biological systems. Yes. And something had to be done as soon as possible. Yeah. So as much as I would have loved to go on that route, there was no time for me to explore it. And my illness was already impacting the daily functions of my body. That's how I wound up in the emergency room. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, and, you know, like my, like I just said, you know, I have changed the way I do some things because of this. And I am doing more holistic things because of this. My guess is Tara, you will end up too once things get like regulated. Um, so I don't want, you know, it just, I guess the whole point in that is everybody has to make their own decision. Everybody has to make their own decision about here's another thing. And then I really swear I want to switch over to what what to do, um, percentages. People look at percentages differently. I was given, because I, I was in there saying, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting that crap in me. Hell to the no. Nobody's doing that. It's not going to happen, not going to happen. And my husband was like, okay, let's talk numbers. He's an engineer. Let's talk numbers. So we said to the doctor, if I do everything you say, what are the chances of this? If I do the chemo, the radiation, the other chemo, if I do this whole year, I have to take a pill for five years. If I do this whole thing, what um, is the you know chances of it coming back? It was like 2%. If I don't do all the drug stuff, what is it? And it was between 20 and 30%. Here's my point, 20, between 20 and 30% for a good friend of mine who went through it, that was nothing for her. And she decided not to do that, not to do the drug because 20% to her is nothing. To me, 20% was a lot. My point in that is not saying she was a dummy or I was a dummy. It's where you feel comfortable. So you have to accept and respect that loved one for their decision is, is basically what, is, what it is. Basically. And I will tell you, one of my um, sisters that went through that um, had gone through um, breast cancer treatment and it was a miserable, this was many, like 30 something yeah. years ago, miserable um, and had a mastectomy and or two, a double mastectomy. And then she was cancer-free for 10 years, nine years, right before the 10th year, her, her cancer came back. She did um, chemo again. Um, and then she had a shorter window. And when it returned, I remember having a conversation with her and she said, I'm not doing chemo again. Yeah. I'm not doing it. She did ultimately do it because she had young, younger children that were in school. Um, and so she did uh, do it and, and had more years. So we respected that, right? Yes. I don't know what it's like to have gone through that. Right. That yeah. was her life and you have to be respectful 
Yeah, um, when when and it's so true. When my mother was diagnosed and and they wanted her to do chemo, my mom was like seventy three, and she wasn't in the. I mean, she was a tiny little woman, but she ate like crap. She didn't eat like she was not a vegetable person. She lived on like bologna and chocolate. Lord love her heart. I swear to God. Um, and but but the chemo knowing now going through it, the chemo would have killed her because she was not in it. She would have just been, you know, and, and my surgeon who was her surgeon, which is really weird, um, said the same thing. It, it would have killed, killed her. So the point of that is you just really have to respect um, the, the person's decision. So I really do want to talk about like the good things now. Like we were talking about the funny things and, and being funny. So um, this is probably what you're going to get used to, Tara, which is a wonderful thing. I got cards constantly from people. Um, people come out of the woodwork, people that you would that you were like um, you were friendly with, but you never knew them to be that 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 person or whatever I would get. And, and now I'm, they're very special friends to me. I would get the most hysterical cards from people. Um, just on a monthly basis, I would get another card from somebody or every couple of weeks, I would get another card from somebody. Most of my um, buddies knew that I was going in every Thursday, I was hooked up. Every Thursday, I was there for several hours with ice on my head, hooked up. And I, my phone would blow up with hysterical texts hysterical text, like, please take a picture, please show us that ugly cap on your head. Please, you know, like all this stuff or whatever, like really, really funny, funny, funny things. Every Thursday, my phone um, would like blow up. So that for me was fabulous, just because I knew people were, were there. And it wasn't anything like, oh, I feel so bad that you're there. I'm the, you know, it wasn't like that. It's like, so what you doing? Like that, you know, just stupid texts like that, or just a heart or just, I mean, something silly like that. Um, a friend of mine sent me a t-shirt that has a, a unicorn on it. And it said, just surviving cancer and farting unicorn sparkles. Like that's just like what the, do you know what I mean? So it was just silly, silly, silly things like that. And it was just an absolute um, keeping in touch with people. And I also had people that the only thing, I had people that are very, like my mother-in-law, um, would every week she would email me and she was just like, I'm praying for you. My church, she's very religious. She goes to church constantly. My, uh, I, we said a mass for you today. That feels really good. No matter what, you know, religious type thing you are, you know, praying is amazing and it's everybody's, everybody does it in their own way. The only thing I always ask is people just stay positive when they pray for me. Like, you know, I'm sending Jerry, you know, amazing good vibes and please keep her healthy and happy and, and mindset great and, and stuff like that. So um, that is like a really, um, a really big thing. And the other thing that I have to say is celebrate the milestones. Um, you know, the first round of chemo, woohoo, you did it. Um, one of the things that I did is I had a tote board um, and every time we'd come home, psh, we'd rip off a day and it said liquid gold, like 12, liquid gold, 11, liquid gold. And every day we would, whatever. And we kept them all. And then at the end we, um, had a, a, a bonfire. Um, so we did a fire ceremony out back and we burned those things. Same thing for the radiation. We would just like burn them or whatever. So it was just, it was like these, um, these, the, and, and, and when people found out, you know, like, oh my God, you only have one more left. You know, oh my God, um, you just finished on New Year's Eve was my last one. And I came home and I was just like, I was just bawling my eyes out. Cause I was like, I can't believe this year is over. I can't believe this year is over. Starting to well up a little bit, sorry. And my husband was funny because I was, you know you're always really tired after the last one. So I'm lying down in bed and we're just sitting there talking. And um, I came out and I sat down and got comfy in the living room. And he said, I'm gonna use your computer for a second. And my office is right off of the living room. And then I said, Jerry, I can't get this thing logged in or something. So I came and I sat down. And as soon as I sat down, he clicked a button and the Zoom window opened up and it was my high school girlfriends <laughs> on a Zoom call. They all had hats that said cancer sucks. 
And you know how on Zoom you can put a background on? It was all like party stuff and all this stuff. And they all had cocktails. So we all sit there and had this little mini celebration cocktail party on Zoom. They're in DC and Vermont and in New York. And I'm here in North Carolina, so we had that. So these little milestones are huge, huge. Um, Tara, I know that you're not, um, you know, you're just at the beginning of it. Can you talk a little bit about what you feel would benefit you? Or Ginger, what you've, you, you've learned through it? What, what, would, what else would benefit, do you think? Um, this sounds like weird that this would help. Um, but <laughs> We're all different, so nothing's yeah, For I've had a bunch of people drop off flowers on my doorstep and the colorfulness yes. um, and the life in the flowers. And also, um, as you know, with these liquid sunshine drips that we're getting, um, it, 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 you're a patient, you're not a woman, but yes. we still are women and we're feminine and we're dainty, but it doesn't feel like that when there's a needle in your arm so to come home and have all these beautiful flowers is just, it, it puts, it injects that bit of femininity, femininity back in. Don't use the word inject. <laughs> <laughs> it pulls yes. femininity back yes. into my aura. Um, yeah. So that's helpful. And then the cards, like you said, and I also, you know, we had talked about the don'ts. Yeah. And now we're moving into the positivity of the do's. Um, and I had a friend, I have a friend who was kind of um, overwhelmed with a bunch of things that she was handling on her own um, when I had told her about my situation. Um, and I thought she was like empathetic on the phone. She was great. Um, but a couple of days later, I got this card in the mail from her and it was the most amazing thing. It said, Tara, you kind of caught me off guard when you updated me um, with your life changes. And she said like, she felt like she didn't fully express herself. And then she wrote this like amazing thing. Like, right. I'm, I'm going to be there for you and all these amazing things. And I was like, wow, like, wow, wow. Yeah. Like, she thought about that and took the time and like, it was a surprise in the mail. And like, I thought she was fine on the phone. She's my friend, I love her. Um, but I just like, for somebody to kind of think, oh, let me just take another step. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. Here's the other thing that um, it made me think about uh, when you just said that. Normalcy is good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, we're going through this thing, but you, you know, the, the, you don't, and well, and I shouldn't say this, I guess you have to feel the person out. Maybe some people do want to be like that. I'm one of those people that does not pink out. That's what I call it. Pink out. I am not, I don't wear pink. I'm not like all, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. That's not my thing. I'm not judging anyone whose thing that is. Um, but for me, normalcy was really good. So, you know, okay. We would get on our podcasts here you know, with, you know, in the last spring, uh, when Kathy was still with us, Kathy, Ginger and I, and maybe we talk about it for a little bit, but then let's go. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, so normalcy in your day, as much as you can have it is great. Um, so really be cognizant of the person who has it, like, are, do they want to talk about this? Cause they might not want to talk about this. You know, it might be something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all good. I'll let you know when I need something, can we just move on? So that, but of course not everybody's going to be like that. Some people are going to want to be, it's going to be their whole thing and it's their whole life and, and they need to, to focus on it that way. So that's something that you being the loved one should um, kind of just feel that person out. Is that person the kind of person that needs you to, you know, uh, talk about it all the time? What were you going to yeah, say? And I think every day is different, right? I mean, I was the yes. closest to my niece because um, she was born when I was in high school. So I was always really close to her and my, the next sister up that I, that I just mentioned. And so when we would have conversations, there were some days where they may be down. And yes. my thing was just listening because exactly. it, because it sucks. 
um, yeah. you, know, that you, you cannot fix it. You just need to listen. And, you know, and then there were times when, you know, they maybe they, we catch up to see where they may be. And then it was, you know, gossiping about the rest of the family or <laughs> that we did. Uh, and it was very normal. But I, but I think, you know, you have to be able to express your feelings. And I know I'm speaking for you, but I mean, as the yes. on the other side, you need to be able to experience your feelings because they're there. You, you can't, it's not all sunshine on anything in life. Yes. So to have somebody's ear when you're not feeling well, I think is huge as long as you are driving the boat or the ship or the process, you know what I mean? Well, I understand um, that, that the, the person who's going through this, you or, or Terry, you are driving the process with somebody, let's say like me, a friend or a loved one, I, I need to be able to feel that out. So if, if it's a day that you just really want to vent and you're down and you want me to listen, that's what I do. If yeah. there's a day where, where you just filling me in and saying, yeah, I had this and I was feeling lousy, now I'm feeling good. Hey, I might have a, I might have a scoop for you. I might have a joke for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the normalcy, but you should be driving that process, not the person who's on the other end. And I love that. I love that you said that, but then there's also that piece like, okay, so you as the loved one are kind of freaking out. There's a possibility know. depending on where you are, like, you know, are you freaking out about this? Is it your wife? Is it your husband? Is it right. like, you know, you might be freaking out about this. So um, there should, you should voice that again, judging how the person is like, again, that's, that's along that, what do I do thing? Like I'm freaking out about this. Now it's not about me. I'm just saying I'm freaking out about this. I don't know what to do. Is there something, you know, how do you want me to act or how do you, you know, like, if you don't know, just be honest and just ask that. Right. You know what I mean? But then on another like different note about that, like you may be having a bad day, Tara, your friend felt that she was having a bad day and, and whatever. For me, it actually helped if like, I would have a friend once said, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough about you. I've got a problem. <laughs> and it was like hysterical because it was like, I was like, Oh, thank God you know, we can talk about something like I can now get into, you know, intuitive mode or in good friend helper mode or, or something like that. And again, that's all you have to have to feel that out. But I think uh, you as the patient also have to understand again, where everybody's coming from and they may be kind of freaked out. I remember when my mom was sick, my family members were not, they were all in New Jersey and I was down here with my mom and there was some, a lot of tension because they were going through intense fear about this whole thing and they had no control over anything. So there was lashing out and stuff and we weren't talking things out the way we should have been. Um, there was definitely lashing out because, but it was not against me. It was, they were lashing out at me, but it wasn't it wasn't against me. It was because of fear and, and stuff like that. So I think we, as, as this person have to kind of understand that um, too. And here's the other thing that I want to throw out there. There are people that disappear. Mm. There are people that disappear. I had to learn that that wasn't about me either. That was about, I can't handle this. Maybe there was something in their life. Maybe they lost somebody in their life. Maybe they're just, they can't do anything medical. Maybe they just, they're so empathic. They can't, who knows? But you have to, as the patient, be okay with that. You know, because they just don't know how to handle something. Um, and then hopefully that will work itself out afterwards um, or uh, whatever. But again, the big picture here, I say mindset, you know, totally. Um, I, I like what you had been saying, Ginger, you got to feel the person out and every day it's going to be different, whatever. Like I was really, 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 really good. Like, oh, this is nothing. This is a piece of cake until like week eight, seven or eight. And then I was like, oh, wah, wah. you know, like, oh man, this kind of sucks, you know, um, just feeling that out and there's going to be tears and there's going to be this and there's, there's, there's going to be that, but, um, mindset cards, texts, touching out or touching base. You don't have to do anything huge. It's not like that. We don't need huge, huge, uh, 
things, but, but come, try not to come from that terror. What are you going to say? Uh, just even something as simple, you know, um, cause you know, women are from Mars, men are from Venus. Um, yes. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have two guy friends. One is from college. One is a former coworker and, you know, I was in for my IV drip and that's what I call it. And, um, they were just sending me like these funny, stupid, asinine memes. Yes. And wow, like that, that was an upper. That yes. was an upper. Yes. Sometimes it's as simple as that. As simple as that, a funny, a funny meme. I also love that you mentioned spouse. I think you just said the word spouse or partner or husbands or something like that. Um, they're going through something too. You know, the spouse is going through something too. So it was lovely when my husband would get texts. Hey, how's it going? Do you need anything? You, you, you know what I mean? That, that just was, that helped me because it was like, oh my God, these people in my life are so cool. Do you know what I mean? That they would think to reach out, you know, to Rich um, about this. But yeah, humor, humor, humor um, is great. And um, I got to say, Tara's the best because... <laughs> Tara, Tara's in the hospital for two weeks and I didn't know for the first week because she's texting me memes and all this stuff. And then she calls me. She says, oh yeah, I got to ask you about something. I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's texting memes. Like, and I, for the whole time I would have, she's like, yeah, texting a funny meme. Like, oh yeah, I had a, a bone biopsy this morning. Oh, did you read this? It's hysterical. And I'm like, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Like she puts people to shame. Um, as far as the, uh, the, you know, mindset thing goes, because <laughs> yeah, she had me laughing hysterically and I'm like, are you home? Are you home? <laughs> She's like, no, still in the hospital week 10 or day 10, you know, like this or whatever. Um, so yeah. And it's um, funny how that stuff can keep you going. Oh, totally. Like for me, yeah, that was my normalcy. I'm yeah. like, Here's another asinine meme. I'm sending it to the 12 people on my list. Yes, Let's go. exactly. That's the normalcy. That's the funniness. That's um, all that stuff. So um, does anybody have anything else to add? We've covered a, a good bit. And I, um, I really hope that our reasoning for doing this uh, was got, was received. In other words, we're not bad mouthing anybody. We're not like, you know, and it wasn't, it's not about the cancer. It's about the, we we're doing this to help people um, because you want to help. That's, we know that that's where everybody's coming from. You, you want to help. And for me now, um, I, I can pay it forward. Um, hopefully to Tara, I can pay it forward by saying this was my experience, but also knowing the type of person that she is and knowing those funny memes are going to make a difference and knowing, you know, what days the infusions are and saying, you know, Hey, you know, what type of oil are you getting today or whatever? And your, you know, oil change or, or whatever um, it is. Uh, so again, I hope everybody um, understands that this is coming from a place of we, we want to help you help somebody else. You know what I mean? Because it's uh, that's kind of uh, what it's all about. So yeah, and it's hard. To, it's hard to know because it's hard to know. everybody's different. So all of the people who extended help in whatever way that they did, I am so appreciative. It's nice to know that people care. Yeah. Um, and I know they're in a difficult place because they don't know what to do. Um, and each patient is different. Yeah. And each of us are different on a different day. Yeah. So it is hard for them. And um, it seems like the best way is just ask, what could I do ask. today? Yeah. And honesty, I feel helpless. I feel helpless. I don't know what to do for you. Tell me what you need. I can throw a lasagna in the oven. You, you, you know what I mean? Just, just, just ask. Um, I think is the biggest, the biggest. And it's all different and it's all creative. Like what we're, what, what makes Jerry happy and feel good may be different than what makes Tara happy and yeah. feel good. Which I, is, which is that great what Ginger would say, you know, this loved one, you know, this person. So you have to, uh, uh, you know, 
respond accordingly or let them guide. Um, you know, I think well, that's- The interesting thing, I mean, the, the crux of, of everything um, is on how we are in a relationship anyway, right? Yes. I mean, when we have a loved one of somebody that we care deeply about, we wanna be open, we wanna be honest, we yep. wanna be there for them. Yep. Um, and communication is the biggest thing that you can do in any relationship. This is on steroids. Um, the, the ability to, to communicate. So that's awesome because really that just pretty much summed everything up. Communication is key. Just ask, listen, talk, um, you know, communication, it's key. That's it. That's it right there. It's just to be open about it and, and everything. So, yeah. Well, I hope this was helpful to everyone. I hope this was helpful to you, Tara, at the beginning of your journey, um, and I'll, you know, I'm here and I'll meet you at the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, hopefully that this was helpful to everybody. Again, it's just that mindset thing, feel them out, communicate, be honest. Um, you know, don't, don't try to help in ways that you think help ask. Um, so yeah, we hope that this was helpful to everybody. Um, again, Tara, thank you so much for um, being our guest wife. And um, for all those people that are not watching on YouTube, I'm doing air quotes coming out because this is kind of Tara's uh, coming out about her recent diagnosis. So we um, love you and appreciate you more than you know to, to do this with us here and to help us get um, these words out, these messages out. So we thank you so much. And again, um, you know, Tara has been on as a guest before, so you can find her on our guest page and you can listen to that um, uh, episode that she did on um, tarot cards, etc. cetera. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. Thank you again, Tara, for listening. And we will see you next time um, Bye, on the Psychic Wives podcast. Bye everyone. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Carabin, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.